Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Welcome to Business Ninjas. I'm here with Baish from the App Lab. Hi, Baish. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing great, Andy. How are you? Doing great. Thanks. I'm excited to talk to you here. So tell me a little bit about the App Lab. What do you do over there? Sure. So firstly, very excited to be here talking with you. Uh, my name is Baishmi. Uh, I'm known as Baish everywhere because it's just easier to pronounce. I work as the marketing director here at the App Lab. So the App Lab is a custom mobile app development organization. We deal with um, emerging tech and disruptive technology custom mobile apps for pretty much all types of customers. If you have an idea on how you want a mobile app to look, we can help you make it. Love that. So tell me a little bit about your industry and the niche that you focus on and the type of clients that you work with. Definitely. So most of our clients are um, pretty much in either retail and e-commerce, or they're in health and fitness, or they're in financial services, or they're in uh, petrol companies. Um, the industry niche is pretty much very wide. We have companies from food and beverage industries to real estate people. That's um, We are pretty agnostic in that sense. And when it comes to technology, again, we are quite agnostic and we do all types of technologies, metaverse, blockchain. Our AI and VR apps are pretty trending at the moment. And um, we do any virtual reality apps that you will need. And that kind of makes us unique because we are a complete custom shop. So there's no base layer that we're starting from and just modifying. We literally do everything for our clients from scratch. So anything that they can visualize of, we would be able to create it for them. So we end up working mostly with um, medium to large and enterprise clients who have a big vision on how they want their app to look like and how they want to pretty much delight their end users with very disruptive technologies. And that's our niche, I would say. That's great. And when a company is thinking about working with you, what are some of the challenges that they're faced with? So I think one of the main challenges that they're facing with is the changing environment, especially with the advent of COVID. People have realized that having a mobile app and having the convenience of a mobile app at your fingertips for the end users, typically, who will be the users of their app is going to be the most beneficial. Gone are the days when people are like, okay, I'll look at the website and then see if something is there. And then you go onto the website, the page is not loading properly. It's taking 10 minutes to find a product. That's just no longer feasible. And with all of the other technology aspects that has come into play, such as using um, overall your environment to collaborate, for example, for a VR app, that's pretty much not possible using a website, at least not as cohesive as a mobile app. So one of the main reasons they come to us is that they need to keep up with the technology and the demands of their customers because everybody wants an app and they want a seamless uh, experience, which is not bottled by some of the bottlenecks that websites currently have. So that's interesting. So that's their, so those are some of the challenges that they're faced with. And how do you solve those challenges? So a client comes to you and they say, we have this vision, we want to get started. Then what? How does it work from there? 
Yeah. So that's the thing, right? A lot of the clients who come to us, they just have a vision. They're like, I want something that's awesome. I want something that's very user friendly. So what happens and what makes us really unique is we, by extension, we become a part of their product team. We just become a part of their team and of their innovation team. They, we kind of spend a month or two, depending on their timeline, it could even be weeks, just digging deep into what's your problem? Why are you facing these problems? What is the actual getting into the root cause of what their issue is? And then from there, we create an idea for them from scratch. We sometimes unearth business problems and issues that they never even knew they had. And then we realize that, okay, maybe what you were thinking is the root of the problem is not it. It, we had to dig a little bit more deeper. And by extension, we learn a lot about their company and we give them a lot of advice and insights on how the tech world is evolving and how they can leverage the market. And this is all even before we start designing anything for them. We just, we are very consultative and we just become a part of their team. And then we start pitching our ideas to them. And once we get their approvals, that's when our design and development processes start. So that's it. So there's a discovery process up front where you really get integrated into their team, share their vision with them, and then you start proposing solutions. Um, then what happens from there? Do you draft up wireframes? Are you how do you handle the UI UX part of building an app? Definitely. So what happens right after we do a discovery and needs assessment is we start creating wireframes, as you mentioned, and then we bring in our UI and UX partners and we bring in our development partners as well. And then we start charting out, okay, what is going to be the scope of this app? How long is it going to take for us to build it? What are the resources that we are going to need? If they need special pieces of technology, like for example, if they need VR, we have a certain team that deals just with that technology space. We bring them in, we go fully armed with all of our market intel and all of our statistics to the customer because we are the experts. We are going to tell them everything that they need to know, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. We are going to present them with all of the information and we are going to also tell them this is the best course of action that we recommend for you based on your business goals and your revenue goals as well. And then from there, we also go in with wireframes on what we think the app should look like and the timelines on when we think and what sprints can we bring out the MVP, which is our uh, minimum viable product into the market. And then we test and go based on user feedback. We bring in various iterations and maintenance updates to the app as well from there. So that phased approach sounds uh, very much like a product development kind of cycle that I'm, I'm familiar with. Um, yeah. And so how many phases are does a project usually go for? And do some of them go ongoing or is there usually a stop and start or how does that kind of work in your world? That's pretty much very much dependent on what the customer needs. We have customers who come to us for, we just need a very simple app. It's going to take only about, I don't know, a few hundred, hundred hours. We just need very simple, clean login area, customer registers, the end user registers, and they just get the information. We've built apps like that. And we have certain customers where we are building more and more iterations of the app that our links go back years. 
We are constantly evolving with the technology that evolves, and we are constantly adding new features. And it also, I guess, depends on the industry that they're in. For example, if you're someone who's in the health and fitness industry or a healthcare industry, there's something new in the market pretty much every day. It's either a new regulation changes where we need to make changes to the security of the app, or there's a new um, item on the market that they want added into the app or a new feature that they want showcased into the app. If it's not possible for their internal team to take care of it, as I said, we are an extension of your product, their product team, and we have various types of maintenance options available for them as well. So we are constantly available to take on any challenge that they have. But usually I would say if it's a very simple app, we take anywhere from a couple months, three months, six months to seven, eight years if you need the app to be constantly properly maintained and if you want to build a giant. Makes a lot of sense. So tell me a little bit, people love to hear the origin story of a company and how a company started and then they grew to the first phase of their growth and then they continued growing. Tell me a little bit about that and what are some of the drivers of growth for you? Definitely. So the company AvLab was started in the year 2001 by our CEO founder, Kundan Joshi. So interestingly, the company was called Joshi Inc. back then. And then in 2010, it was renamed into the AppLab. And then that is, I think, the driving point for and the turning point for that matter for the AppLab. I guess in the initial days, there were a lot of... Um, there were a lot of growing pains, like any startup that is, um, you know, in the recent technological years, at least. There were a lot of issues, hurdles, um, financial constraints, everything that you think that a startup will face, the App Lab went through that phase. Um, but the people, the team and our CEO himself, absolutely resilient, kept pushing forward. And I think over the last 10 years, there's just been no looking back. It's a true success story of, um, just to let you know, my CEO is an immigrant. Um, his, Him and his mom, they immigrated into Canada. So he kind of pretty much built this from scratch. No support, no backing to lean back on. And that is truly inspiring, especially in a foreign country where you do not have too many contacts or you don't have someone to give you a leg up. So it was truly rags to riches kind of um, story on that front. And from 2010, I think we've had a constant exponential growth. And over the last five years, we've pretty much doubled our revenue year over year. Um, one of the key things I would say that drives that fact is our sales team. And one of the main things that our CEO lives by a principle is that everyone is in sales. We all chip in, we all combine ourselves and our strength to actually boost up the sales team because they are the revenue bringers of the organization and the entire company is revolved around that. So that's one principle we all try to live by. And that's one of the best things we do at the App Lab, support one another to a collective goal. I love that. That's so inspiring. The, the, those kinds of stories where you have an idea, you roll up your sleeves just by will, you just make it happen. It's so inspiring. I love that. How many people are at the App Lab now? So we have a little over 100 people. We are constantly growing, actually. We are still recruiting. We are recruiting like crazy. There's so many uh, positions open. You can go onto our website and see all of the positions, but um, just a little over 100 currently. So great. And as a content company, we're always interested in hearing 
stories about how content has contributed to your growth. What value has content marketing added to your company? So I would say, to be honest, content is the centrifugal force within our marketing strategy because we are in an industry that is a custom service industry. We are not a product that we just try to market by talking about the benefits. We are pretty much selling ourselves. We are selling an idea to our customers saying that we can build this for you. And the only thing that we have in our pocket is our content. We keep, be it in the form, I guess, blogs, be it in the form of statistical data, be it in the form of white papers, be it in the form of testimonials and case studies of everything that we've built in the past. I think content has been the the ladder for us on top of which we all step and the sales team steps as well. Um, Without content, I think our overall content strategy is the number one driver for us, I would say. And in that regard, I would say for any company, I know a lot of people put content in the back end because they feel like, you know, they want to concentrate more towards maybe lead generation or SEO. But I think what we fail to realize is that content is the first thing that you need to get in order before all of the other things fall in place because everything else is maybe just like a truck. And the content is like the cargo on a truck. You don't want to drive an empty truck back and forth. You need to have the cargo on it to actually make sense. But if you have nothing to drive anywhere, then that makes no sense. And and that's so great. You have so many interesting stories, I'm sure, of client stories and client success stories of apps that you've built for your clients or the process of building an app and then launching it and seeing it grow. What are some of your favorite stories that that you've experienced over the time when you've worked with clients and what's something that kind of stands out to you that is one of those quintessential high fives all around? So I think for us, um, as a company overall, rather than just one client, our favorite types of clients are the ones who come to us with an idea and they can trust us to show them the right way because they come to us with an idea and say, you know what, you guys are the experts. You tell us, how do we move forward? Which is the best way to move forward? That gives us the ability to actually give them um our best efforts as well. So we are here to educate them on, okay, in this industry, this is the trend that we've seen because pretty much we've built over 600 apps over the last 20 years. And almost in our major industries, we've worked with most of the companies. So at any given time, if we get a new company, we've pretty much worked with some of their competitors more often than not. So we know what's happening in the market. And when clients trust us to actually, um, you know, give us the freedom to work on it and make them the best possible option, that's pretty much, I would say, our best clients. And interestingly, you would not believe this. And many people are kind of, uh, you know, shocked when I say this. We always think that the younger generation of people who are, you know, um, more familiar with technology would be the best clients because they already understand what we're doing. But more often than not, we have a lot of clients who are not very familiar with technology being our, you know, the best people for us. Because they can come in and just put the trust on us. So tell me a little bit more about that. Like if we zoom in on that, who are your buyers typically? What roles are they within the companies that you work with? And 
are they product people? Are they business development people? Are they CEOs, CTOs? Who's the who's the profile or profiles? So the profiles for our company, especially the decision makers, would be the CEO founders, the CTOs, or the CIOs. Um, or in certain places, the product director, the VP of product, um, and even a little bit uh, VP of sales and marketing. Um, those would pretty much be our decision makers, but also a couple of other people who would be involved in the process are the people in the front of the field who actually realize that they are missing something or they have a problem. They are the ones who to initially reach out to us. Of course, the decision lies with the C-suite decision makers, but the front line is are the people who actually identify that we need to get something rolling. And so when you get something rolling, let's say you develop the app and you're in your process of doing that, at some point you're going to launch the app and then you're going to market it. Are you involved at all in the marketing side of it? I imagine for sure you put in you know, analytics and, and you know other ways to be able to measure the growth, but are you involved at all in rolling out the app from there or is it strictly software development? Um, we are involved with the rolling out, not strictly with the marketing piece, but more along the lines of rolling it out, making sure it's properly attributed in the App Store or the Google Store in whichever corner it needs to be, making sure the description, making sure the analytics, it's working properly, offering them year-over-year -year maintenance on the apps from all the public standpoints. For example, Google kind of puts your app down or it kind of uh, shuts you down for no reason. We are just a call away and we will make sure we fix it for you. So from a maintenance standpoint, they have it covered. But when it comes to marketing, we do have a few partners that we can recommend who are very good at what they do. So we are more of a design and develop company. And we have multiple partners who do a lot on the marketing front and who can put um, the company on the front page of uh, the App Store or the Google Store. So we just shift them over to there. That's really exciting. If you were to forecast out a year from now, mm. what would be something that you'd like to be celebrating? Hmm, that's an amazing question. I think so. We are a very purpose-driven organization. We also we think a lot about the end user. Of course, our customer or our client is not our end user. The users, their customers, are our end users. So we want to build exceptional experiences for them. So we want to build our main goal for about ten years down the line. Um, we actually have that charted down on our office wall. Is to build. Um, um, 10 billion exceptional experiences. We want to have 10 billion satisfied customers who say our apps are absolutely amazing. They love using it. And that's one of the goals that we're working towards. I love those big goals. That is so exciting. I know. Well, congratulations you. to you. How do people find you when they hear this and they want to work with you? So I would say our growth so far has been very organic. And as you rightly mentioned, um, uh, it's in the realm of what you do. We put out a lot of content. So people find us organically. We don't do too much of paid advertising. It's a lot of word of mouth referrals, our SEO, um, and just our past work. We have a lot of past work. We have a lot of networking. Uh, and people just understand that, okay, if you want an app properly done, you need to go to a company that understands what to do and gets it right the first time around. And you don't have to go back and forth, back and forth with people who may not be the right fit for you. So that's at the App Lab. 
the applab.com, A-P-P-L-A-B-B.com, right? Yes. And uh, fantastic, Baish. It's a pleasure meeting you and talking to you. I'm excited about what you're all doing. Uh, I've developed an app myself, and I know the process on the developer side, it's, there's a lot to consider through that and various SDKs that you need to consider. And knowing that you are the expert in that and you can lead a client through the process uh, must give them a lot of comfort because it sounds like you guys are killing it. I love it. Thank you so much, Andy. Thank you for those kind words. And it was very lovely chatting with you. And if anybody needs a mobile app, now they know where to find us. Wonderful. Thanks, Baish. Thank you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.